This is Maureen Kafkis, the Brain BS Coach, here to tell you about the episode today. I'm going to approach my intros a little bit differently to help you understand why I'm choosing the content than I am in the podcast episode. So maybe that will inspire more of you to listen to it because I think what I'm offering here is super important and everybody should be listening to it. So I want to offer to you that today's episode is about emotional safety and why it's so important. Because mostly everything we do in life is because of the way we want to make we want to feel. And then mostly everything we don't do is because of the way we don't want to feel. So feelings sort of drive everything. And we are taught that our thoughts determine our feelings. And if we handle our thoughts, that will take care of the feelings. But that's just brain BS, to be honest with you. We need to take care of the feelings too. And that's why I'm talking about it. I spent a great deal of my life trying to overlook negative thoughts about myself. I didn't go to college till I was 27 and I pretty much beat myself up for it every year until I actually went. And then when I went for my master's in my 40s, I beat myself up over it because I didn't know what I was doing. When I went for my doctorate in my 50s, I beat myself up for it because I didn't know what I was doing. And I was a basket case. I mean, when I was in my undergrad, I literally would end up in the ER throwing up, vomiting in so much pain because I was so stressed out. I got gastroenteritis every single final. And as bad as that might sound, it was nothing compared to getting married to somebody who had two adult children that he had adopted and two young daughters, one being a teenager who let's just say I wasn't her favorite person. So I'm just pointing this out to you because I was a basket case and that is pretty much how I spent the majority of my life. And I think a lot of you are too. And you don't realize that it's optional and life doesn't have to be that way. That is not emotional safety. So it doesn't mean you can't do things in life and be successful and keep moving forward if you don't have emotional safety. But I will tell you, it's going to feel pretty damn shitty because it is super stressful. You're in a heightened state of anxiety and you literally spend the majority of your life protecting yourself with armor and putting walls up to ensure that nobody else can hurt you. But in that process, you are missing out on so much love and so many opportunities for relationships. And I know this firsthand and I don't want it to be the case for you guys anymore. Whether you're younger and listening to this, lucky for you, you found this work as early as you have. And if you're older, you can still benefit from this work because you can go back and do a lot of repair on your relationships by the way you're thinking about them in your head. So I just, I think this episode is really important. I do think thought work's important, but I also know that subconscious pro- programming is the feelings that we have in our body And we don't have to always be a detective. We don't always have to have the labels. We don't always have to have the source of the origin of the problem. Sometimes we just have to learn to feel the feelings, refrain from judging them, and let them move through us. So here you go. Episode number 125 of the Brain BS Podcast, The Importance of Emotional Safety. Do you want more out of your life but not exactly sure what that might be? Are you longing for something but can't quite put your finger on what it is? That is the universe speaking to you and it is time to listen up. I'm your host, Maureen Kafkis, the Brain BS Coach. I created the Brain BS Podcast to help people define what success means to them and show them how to get it. 
I help you to let go of fear and doubt and prepare your nervous system for success. I show you how to understand your own energy and to trust yourself to make all the decisions. If you are ready to go inward and stop looking outside yourself for all the answers, this is the podcast for you. Now let's get started. Hello and welcome back to the Brain BS Podcast. Today I promised you that we were going to talk about feelings because the first few, or the first couple episodes, I should say, not few, this is only the third one of 2023, we talked about doing brain drains to get our thoughts out of our head and onto paper so that we can get an idea of how we're feeling. We talked about the need to separate fact from fiction so that we're realizing that some of the things that we think think we can't question we actually can because they're not actually as factual as we think you know they are and then we talked about our state of mind and our state of mind actually lives in our body so that's kind of cool right so that's why we're talking about the mind-body connection today and we're going to talk about feelings and how to deal with them and why it's so important Now, the way I learned about this was at the life coach school, and primarily we learned by using the model, which uh, most of you are familiar with, but I'll remind you that it's CTFAR, and that is circumstances exist that are factual that everybody would agree on. Then we have thoughts about those circumstances. Those thoughts trigger feelings, those feelings lead to actions, and those actions give us our results. So when we do the thought work, we can get very clear by looking at one specific thought in a model about what is creating the result that we're experiencing. But what I find to be more useful now that I've encompassed more tools and modalities and gotten coaching other places, I like to focus on the feelings because I actually think more often than not, We're feeling the feeling in our body, but we don't even know it's a feeling and we don't know what comes from our thoughts. Sometimes we just operate and we go into automatic mode. Well, not sometimes, like 95% of the time. We're in automatic mode and we're literally, our life is being driven by our subconscious programming. So you can think that you have all kinds of ideas in your brain about what you're trying to create. But it doesn't matter because if your subconscious mind that's living in your body has a different energy and it's saying something different, that's always going to be way louder than anything that you're trying trying to do consciously. So that kind of sort of explains when you really want to achieve something and you just can't make it happen and you keep telling yourself and doing the mantras and you're writing out the models and you're just like, no, you know, I really want this. I believe in myself. I do. I do. But then your subconscious program is like, oh, no, you don't. Then that's when we want to get into how do we deal with these feelings that are coming from the subconscious programming? How do we understand that they're even there? And how is this all related? So this is what I'm talking about with the mind body connection. But here's the thing. In my personal opinion, we don't need to know what the thought is that's causing the problem. We really don't. I have done so much work on releasing emotions in my body just by letting them be there and detaching from any story that comes up with them. I completely detach. So here's how this works. I go into my room and I decide I'm going to meditate. I lay there. I get still. I do some deep breathing to get myself in a calm, centered place. 
and then I wait to see what comes up. Sometimes it's thoughts. Sometimes I just feel like crying. Or sometimes all of a sudden I feel super anxious. Or I might get energized and excited about something. So whatever's going on in my brain, it just happens and I lay there and I feel the feeling. This really isn't complicated. I think we kind of talk about it because it's related to trauma, these feelings that are stored in our body. And you know, we have small trauma and big trauma and there's plenty of episodes that you can listen to on other people's podcast about that. That's not really what this episode about is about. This episode is how to deal with the feelings that are in our body. It's not talking about any stories associated with it, any problems associated, where it came from, the origin of it. I'll leave that to either somebody else to explain or I can in another episode. But what I want to talk to you today is about how to feel better and how to understand when your body's giving you a message and to listen to your body. We don't listen to our bodies. We decide that we want to do something. We form a plan. This is the way we said we're going to do it. So by God, we're going to do it this way. And it does not matter what our body's trying to tell us. And when I say your body's trying to tell you something, I'm not saying like, well, I mean, this is true too, but like when you're sitting in a chair and you're trying to finish something and you get obsessed with it and you don't stop and your body's like, please stand, please stand. And you don't listen to it. That's one thing. Okay. But that's important too. That's physical sensations that we have to listen to. But what I'm talking about is if you decide that you want to do something and you are in a heightened state of anxiety, and you just keep doing it anyway, you are not listening to your body. I also want to point out to you that if you're numbing and buffering to avoid an emotion, that's not going to work either. And when I say numbing and buffering, I'm talking about drinking, eating, anything to numb yourself so that you don't have to experience the emotion that's going on in your body because it's uncomfortable. You are not listening to your body and your body has intelligence that you need to listen to. And this is what I'm talking about with the mind body connection. So sometimes you know what your thoughts are that are causing the feelings in your body. Sometimes you just have these feelings in your body and you have no idea where they're coming from and you're not even thinking of a thought. And basically what it comes down to when we're triggered is emotional safety. When we don't feel safe in our bodies, we can't really function. It's sort of like Maslow's hierarchy of needs. I didn't plan on bringing that up today, but it's kind of the same idea. You know that you have to get your food and your shelter and be safe before you can start thinking about other things. And, and you know, if you, if you don't have any food, you're not thinking about someday you'd like to have a mansion. You're thinking about how am I going to get my food? Well, it's the same thing with emotional safety. You are just trying to figure out how to survive and stay safe in that moment. And when you get into a heightened state of anxiety in your body, you're pretty much putting what Brene Brown calls the armor 
on. I mean, I'm not sure she refers to it exactly like that, but I'm going to. The armor, because the armor does the same thing, right? You get yourself in a heightened state of anxiety because you think it's going to serve you and help you. And it's just a habit that you've learned. And it's sort of like a traumatic, uh, repetitive reaction that happens because you've had it so many times because that's the thing with the body. We, the body remembers traumatizing experiences and negative experiences way more than it recognizes the good ones. So what we have to do is we have to figure out how to actively create those situations where we open up and expand and create a place where we actually can receive a little abundance. Does this make sense? I know I'm kind of all over the place here, but literally there's a million different directions I can go in with this podcast today. But what I really want you to understand is thought work is super valuable, but so is listening to your feelings and understanding them. So one of the ways that we do that is we pay attention to how they feel in our body. So when you're feeling super stressed, how does it feel in your body? And how does it differ from fear? Or how does it, how does it differ from doubt? Is it in a different location in your body? Sometimes you feel it in your chest. Sometimes you feel it in your gut. Sometimes it's more like up in the head. That's how I get when I get doubt. It's up in my head. And it just like all my energy goes upward and not in a good way, <laughs> like in a scattered sort of like I'm not grounded. This feels awful kind of way. But I can tell the difference between the different emotions because I've been paying attention to them long enough. This is a skill that you definitely want to acquire because then you at least know what's going on in your body, even if you don't know why. And you really don't need to know why to do something about the feeling in your body. You just need to let the feeling be there, not make it a problem, breathe into it and feel the emotion. It could be a little wavy. It could kind of move up and down in your body. It could be, you know, it could last a little bit longer or it could be a little bit more brief. It's different for everyone. Some people think there's a texture to the feelings or they think that there's a temperature. Um, sometimes I feel like anger for me is usually hot and, and sadness is also warm. Um, but those are the only ones that I really have a feeling about. I have colors like a dark charcoal gray for like when I'm feeling like really thick in the muck. And sometimes I can't identify what the emotion is either. And that's okay too. You do not have to. I know they recommend that you do, and we want to. We want to gain some fluency around what's going on in our body and what we are, you know, how, how it's impacting us. We want to know all that because it's super important because everything that happens in our body is sending a message to our brain, and it's there to help us. It's there to guide us. It's there to give us red flags, flags, <laughs> red flags when we're going in the wrong direction. It brings us back to where we're supposed to be, which is focused in the present moment and trying to manage our mind and stay conscious. 
when we stay conscious and we choose our thoughts on purpose and we are in a state where we can respond instead of react, that's, that's where we want to be. That's where, that's the goal to be in that place as much as possible, but we're all humans with brains. So we are not going to live there permanently all the time. It's not even remotely possible. So we will always have moments where we don't feel emotionally safe. And I just also want to point out something else about emotional safety. It's different than feeling safe. So you can be in an environment that's totally safe. You're enclosed, you have shelter, it's a beautiful home, you have all your needs met. There's nothing that can hurt you in your environment and you can still feel emotionally unsafe because really what it's all about is you feeling unsafe with your emotions. It's really about your relationship with your emotions and your relationship with yourself. When you think that you can't handle anxiety and you can't handle sadness or you can't handle disappointment, and I say you, but I still do it too. When we do that, then we tend to resist it. And then we add layers of suffering to it because we reject it. We don't want it to be there. We think something's gone wrong. We don't think we're supposed to be feeling this way. But this is life. We are always going to feel this way sometimes. It's emotional safety or lack of is always going to get triggered here and there because there's so many layers to this onion and so many things to peel to get to the core of all our wounds. So does that make sense? You can be in a safe environment and feel emotionally unsafe and you can actually be in an unsafe environment like Nelson Mandela and be emotional safe. So, but we're not striving for Nelson Mandela. <laughs> He's sort of a, a, a pretty inspirational and, you know, his, to aspire to his level would, uh, let, let's just meet ourselves where we are, okay? I'm not even remotely close to that, nor um, will I probably ever be. So I just, I want to make sure that you understand the mind-body connection, that they're connected we don't really have to know why, but we know if something in our mind feels like it's causing us a problem, then that's our cue to check it out in our body. Then we go to our body, we do a body scan, we check out different parts of our body, we see where we're feeling any tension, and then if we are, we kind of sit into that and we breathe into it and we see what comes up. We don't fight it, we don't try to figure it out, we don't resist it in any way. We just let the emotion be and then we process it. I can't tell you how many times I've gone in to meditate and just started bawling and I have no idea why. In fact, today I went to the Van Gogh exhibit in this city, which was amazing. Oh my God, I just loved it. I sat in there for like two hours. I just I, did, I knew as soon as I left, I, was, I would not want to be gone. But when I first got there, I was sitting there and I was like, what's going on with me? And I, I felt like this sadness. Like it, it felt like sadness and angst. And I'm like, why am I feeling sadness and angst? 
I was like super excited and feeling empowered because I went to the city all by myself like a big girl. I got my own Uber and I went there with nobody else and then I had plans to walk the city after. So I was super inspired and empowered before I walked in the door and then I was sitting in there and I was like taking it all in because it's just such a sensory experience and I'm taking it all in. I'm like, why am I feeling this way? And I just let myself feel that way. And then I got a little teary eyed. I felt a little, a little release. But then a thought did occur to me that why I was feeling that way. And it, it, it was, I went to the Van Gogh Museum in Amsterdam with my family when we were there. And it's heart wrenching what he went through in his life. Now, I didn't. I, I kind of remember that, but not really. But when I got into that exhibit, my body remembered it. And also that day that I went to the Van Gogh Museum in Amsterdam, I went to the Anne Frank house also, which I do not recommend that you do both of those on the same day because it was really emotional for me. It, it was like emotional overload. But then when I realized that and I realized what was happening, I was like, oh, that's what's happening. Then I was able to completely release it and realize it wasn't my energy. It wasn't my energy and it was just being triggered from this other event. And it was actually the energy of the artist, the energy of the exhibit. So, but that goes like into human design, which we're going to be talking about soon enough in the podcast. I have Taylor Vera coming on to talk about that. And we'll talk a little bit about how sometimes there's those of us that can take on other people's energy. But I point this out to you because I, I just get curious now. I didn't sit there and think, what's wrong with me? Why am I ruining my day by feeling like this when I'm supposed to be having fun? This shouldn't be happening. I should be happy. I didn't do any of that. Instead of getting judgmental of myself, I got curious. I got curious as to why I was feeling the way I was. I got like a little detective trying to put the little pieces together because that's kind of what it feels like with the mind-body connection. It's like, why is this happening? Who, where might this be coming from? What, did, is there a memory? Is there something that happened in the past? But it's not in a, oh my God, I need to know right now kind of way where I'm striving for cure, you know, clarity. It's in a, like, I can take my time. I'm not going anywhere. I got all the time in the world to figure this out. And I know for sure that when the timing's divine and I'm supposed to know what it is, I'm going to get the answer. And I got the answer today that it, it was because of Van Gogh, his, his sad life. I mean, the guy made $2,000 in his lifetime on his art. And recently something went for $61 million. I mean... And just all the suffering in his mental illness, it, it, it always moves me. His art moves me anyway, but it always moves me when I think about him. And it, it made me think of all the other people who have mental illness and emotional challenges that makes life so, so difficult for them. And you can see it reflected in Van Gogh's art, right? Well, you can also see it reflected in people's lives who are challenged emotionally and mentally. Typically, you can see something in their environment to give you a heads up. 
you can see how they interact in their relationships to give you a heads up. So I just, the whole mind body thing is really super duper important. And I think it's more important to understand than what thought creates what feeling that leads to what action to give you what result. I do think that there's a place for that when it comes to creating goals and creating what you want in your life, but for like truly understanding yourself and trying to get to a place of emotional safety, I say take all the head stuff out of it, get all the thinking and the cerebral part out of it, and just focus on the body. So I just also wanted to offer you that Danielle Savory, and I think I've mentioned it in here before, has a wonderful podcast episode called, um, it's, it's about receiving. It's episode, I think, 130. It's My Pleasure is the name of her podcast. And it's all about receiving. And it's about the nervous system. So your nervous system cannot receive when you're not feeling emotional safety. So you can't take good things in. Yes, you might be protecting yourself by shutting everybody out and putting the walls up and guarding yourself, but you're also keeping love from coming in and all the other things that are available to you if you can calm your nervous system down and relax. So some of the ways that you can do that is by expelling some of that energy, by getting up and walking, by hitting a pillow, by doing whatever you have to do in that moment to get rid of that energy, by meditating, by practicing self-care, by being mindful with everyday tasks and looking at them like there's something novel and completely new, by recreating those experiences and really memorizing it in your body, what it feels like when you're receiving pleasure and when you're feeling light and free and open and expansive, by doing thought work and brain dumps and separating fact from fiction in your mind. So all these things that I talk about so far in this podcast are fundamentals for feeling better sooner rather than later. And that's what I want for you. And then we can dig deeper into what the model creates for you. So like the unintentional model, which is what you're doing when you're not really managing your mind. And then the intentional model, how you can create those things for yourself. And then moving forward in the podcast, we're going to be talking to a bunch of different people and some coaches and some just wonderful humans that are inspired to share. And we're going to find all the different ways that people are able to figure out their mind-body connection and learn how to manage their brain to create a life that they love and to stop suffering as much as they are. So that is what we're about here in 2023. We are mastering our brain BS for success and we're creating a nervous system to support it. So the only way to do that is by understanding and really, really, really paying attention to the mind-body connection. I know you learned something valuable here today. See you next episode. Thanks for being here and learning about Brain BS. I hope you enjoyed listening to the episode as much as I enjoyed creating it for you. If you did, please take a little time to do a quick review, give me five stars, and share it with everyone you know. If you're actually interested in being on the podcast yourself or have questions about it, you can find me in the Brain BS podcast community on Facebook. 
See you next time.